Welcome to Monday's show. Hope you had a great weekend. Let's start it off with some good news. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. You know how it works. Five to one. Let's go. Number five. Nintendo is helping bring more video game consoles to kids in hospitals through an organization called Starlight Nintendo Switch Gaming. The gaming stations are specially designed and manufactured by Nintendo for use in a hospital setting, giving kids something to do during long periods of isolation or in a group with other kids. I was in the hospital for a long time when I was a kid. We, it was so boring. There was nothing to do. Back go, in the day. It, it's awful. You go to a little playground thing. I couldn't even climb on it because I had in, my yeah. stuff was in my stomach. We just rolled around in a wheelchair all day. Yeah, it was terrible. So good for Nintendo for doing that. Number four. A 14-year-old from California named James Savage just became the youngest person to ever swim the entire length of Lake Tahoe, all 21 miles of it. Dang. He says he just loves water. He's been swimming seven days a week since he was eight years old, but he says pools are boring. He is 14 years old. That's wow. Crazy. That, that reminds me of like Lance Armstrong. You know, like you hear stories of he used to ride to the race, win the race, and then ride his bike back home, which is like 10 miles away. Yeah. <laughs> and then dope. And then also do. Uh, well, that was later in life, guys. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number three. A San Antonio business is building a food truck free of charge for the mother of Olympic gold medalist Tamara Mensa Stock. Tamara planned on using her $37,000 cash prize from the Olympics just to help her mom purchase a food truck until Cruising Kitchens stepped in. Here's Tamara talking all about it. Would drive her truck around with the food pit in the back and her truck would be disgusting. I'd be like, mommy, please get organized. Well, it couldn't be helped. Like she was working out of her truck. So all the money she won from being an Olympic gold medalist she was going to donate until someone else stepped in and said, hey, don't do that. That's You're, awesome. Yeah. Number two. Cleveland Pope of Brooksville, Florida, was doing some back-to-school shopping for his daughter, which led him to buy a scratch-off lottery ticket that earned him a $1 million jackpot. Yes. Pope told Florida lottery officials he was looking for school supplies when he made a stop at the Beverage 50 store in Brooksville. He purchased a billion-dollar Gold Rush Supreme scratch-off ticket, and it was a $1 million top prize winner. <laughs> Which is crazy. <laughs> School shopping for the kid, Ooh, yeah. $1 million richer. Number one. A guy in Canada who's training to be a firefighter saved an entire family from drowning the other day. Two kids and both parents, they were swimming in Lake Huron just across the border from Michigan, and they got pulled out by the current. So this guy, a firefighter trainee, jumped out and saved all of them. Wow. Two kids and both parents. Amazing. Four saves at once. Eddie, you were a lifeguard? No, no, no. I, I, the most I did was a double save. I did the mom and the kid at the same time, but four, that's next level. Well, you were also in a pool. <laughs> that was the Good News Countdown. What's up, friends? Here is to another week of shows and another good week for you as well. Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I just found out I'm pregnant with my first child, and one of the first calls I made with the good news was to my sister. She is very happy for me, but she's getting married in November and asked me to hold off on telling anyone until after her wedding. I definitely don't want to steal her thunder and would never make the announcement at any event related to her wedding, but I'm not sure I can keep it secret for three more months. Since I've never been pregnant, I don't know how big my belly will be by then, but I expect I'll be showing 
Do you think I should honor her request, or is it unrealistic to wait that long? Signed, Sister in Need. Ooh, and the timing makes it interesting, too, because if she just found out she's pregnant, she's only sharing it with her sister, she's probably just pregnant, and most people wait three months anyway. That's right. So the timing does make this a bit more interesting. Amy, I'll let you go with this. Yeah, I mean, timing makes it interesting for sure, but the sister has no right to ask the other sister to not announce it if she wants to. That's so selfish. I don't even understand that logic. Like, what's, who cares? It's not going to steal thunder from your wedding day. I, I don't get it at all. Would never do that, and that sister's in the wrong, in my opinion. I would say if you're getting married, just reading all these stories, Caitlin was not like this at all because she was the most chill bride ever, but... A lot of the attention will be to the sister who's pregnant if everybody knows she's pregnant at the wedding. I, it, well, will, it will be. I'm, no, I'm just telling you. A lot of the conversation will be, oh, why are you pregnant? Are you showing? Are you? It just depends how much the center of attention this other sister wants to be. Okay. If she's someone who's extremely focused on herself and is like, this is only my day, well, clearly, I, I probably consider not saying it until after three months anyway. Because you'd wait for three months anyway. That's my only point about the timing of it. Mm-hmm. If it was six months away, I would say, shut up, wedding sister. Stop, stop whining. But it's three months. You're probably really not going to announce it till close to then anyway. So, so it's not three months. It's basically two weeks you're waiting extra. So I think, first of all, you're not announcing it anyway until three months. We all say that's probably accurate, it's right? Usually mm-hmm. what people do, right. yeah. If that was going to be the case with you, I would hold off to after the wedding. If for some reason you want to get on Instagram now and do it, just go ahead and do it. And it is selfish of the sister. But if you're going to announce it within like two weeks of the wedding, that is a bit stealing thunder. Your first baby when someone's first getting married, that is a bit of thunder stealing. Mm-hmm. Okay. My sister was pregnant at my wedding. Didn't but she affect was the very pregnant. Thing. No, she wasn't. We, in fact, we moved it. No, she it was broken so she foot. Wouldn't had a broken be, foot. She wouldn't be super pregnant. So we moved it to December. We were going to get married in May, but we ran the risk of her going into labor, and that would have taken away a bridesmaid, a groomsman, or flower girl. Oh, was it right at three months? But she, it had already been announced everybody, by then. Yeah, I mean, I guess everybody knew, but to me, it's just not... It's, to me, it's not a big deal. Like, that's just weird. I, but I guess, yeah, if you're trying to be a good sister. I would just say, if you were just going to announce it around that point anyway, mm-hmm. you hold off a couple weeks and be a good sister and let her have her wedding because obviously that's important to her. If it was six months away, I would say shut up to the sister getting married. Okay. Well, we can agree to disagree because I say shut up now. You, Eddie? <laughs> I'm with Amy on this, man. Like the the guts of this girl to be like, no, it's your you sister, can't. though. You get extra guts with your family. Sure, you can be really, really honest yes. with them. But it does make it a little interesting, though. The three months. That's normally that's what people do. That's the only reason I am even suggesting she hold off. Normally, no, what people do. But to tell someone a natural thing like a like she a asked, pregnant, she asked, not told, according to the email. She asked me to hold off on telling anyone until after the wedding. <sighs> asked. This Thought is a tough saying. one. I say if you're going to announce it around the time anyway, just hold off. Because mm. you love your sister. And then get that back sometime. You owe me one. Oh. Mm. I love a good owe oh. me one. Oh. Yeah. I, I love a good owe me. I got people everywhere that owe me ones. <laughs> I love a good owe me one. All right. There you go. Thank you for emailing us. Those are our thoughts. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. There you go. You can email us yourself, mailbag at bobbybones.com. What happened to your neck? Oh, I mean, I don't know. All of a sudden, I have a sensitive neck anyways, but I've I've it's been under control lately. And then all of a sudden, it just went out. And I'm like, what in the world did I do? I've been taking care of my neck. 
And so I had my chiropractor working on it, and he made me give him play-by-play of things I've done recently. And go-karting was on there. And I did crash (laughs) while go-karting. And he was like, that's it. That's the culprit. He How said, do you not know that immediately anyway? That <laughs> well, I don't know. It, I, don't, I, I don't go-kart anymore. Because it didn't happen immediately, but it likely threw me out of alignment and then set me up for a, uh, a jarring neck moment like two days later. So that's why it didn't register right away. I didn't know what was going on in there, but he's like, even if you hadn't have crashed into the little wall, I mean, it wasn't a severe crash, but I did hit the wall. I, I still, it's like shaky and you're bumping. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't go fast anyway, my kids laughed at me twice. <laughs> but yeah, that's me. Let's play What Hurts on You right now. Hmm. Oh, easy. This is a bit we were done 10 years ago and nobody had anything to say. Yeah, but now we got it all. <laughs> what hurts on you right now? The most. Yeah, Amy. Well, my neck. Neck, okay. And my back. And? <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Uh, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> my lower back, for sure. Just It yeah. comes and goes, but right now is a really bad time. My wrist, I heard it playing high school football, but when the weather gets kind of clanky, it hurts so bad. Like there's arthritis in it. Like my, my right wrist kills. And my finger that you guys made fun of me for wearing a splint for, I stopped wearing the splint for it. Oh. It still is not healed. It's oh, broken. No. That's the basketball injury. It's the basketball injury for my birthday in April. Ugh. It still will not heal, and I pulled the splint off because you guys are making fun of me. To be fair, I never made fun of you, so I don't... Everybody in the world did, in my mind. Okay. <laughs> Lunchbox, what hurts right now? Uh, my right foot, and especially my right big toe. Like, if you... I don't know what it is, but if you touch it, it feels like you dropped a weight on my toe. And Soccer. It, it's been like that for uh, a year. Like wow, it just, really? It, it is so sensitive, and my right foot just is in pain all the time. Audio producer Raymundo, what hurts on you right now? Give me middle of the back. It's how I sleep. I really can't nap or anything like that on the couch. Otherwise, I have that pain, and yeah, I accidentally fell asleep on the couch. So Time marches go. on, friends. You know what's starting to hurt on me now? Huh? Like I think from my walk, my toes actually hurt. From your walk from West Virginia to Tennessee? Yes, it did not hurt when I walked, but now they just permanently kind of hurt, especially when I, like, stretch. I'm like, ooh, those toes hurt a little bit. Well, I have, a, I have an IBS. Oh, mm. well, that's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this segment brought to you by <laughs> Metamucil. <laughs> AARP. Yes. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. Congratulations to Granger Smith and his wife, Amber. They announced over the weekend that their son was born. His name is Maverick Beckham. Lady A announced their eighth studio album. It's coming out on October 22nd called What a Song Can Do, and it will feature a collaboration with Carly Pierce, Thomas Rhett, and Darius Rucker. Carrie Underwood talked about one of the first jobs she had. My first job was at a gas station. Um, And that was a lot of fun, actually. And while I was working at the gas station, I took on another job at a hotel down the street. Um, And there was nobody else working there. I had one day of training. And then the next day I came in and the, the lady that had worked there the longest and was training me just didn't show. So on my second day of work, I was now in charge. <laughs> I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. This guy flew 650 miles to meet a woman he met on TikTok. Now they're in a relationship, but I was thinking about us. I mean, Kayla and I started dating a couple of years ago. We've been married now for over a month. But we had FaceTime. We had the privilege of being able to use technology to help us be together. You didn't. No. Because you, you and your husband met... There's, that wasn't really a thing. No, and I, we didn't have FaceTime. We didn't really have social media as a way to see each other. I'd say the first 
seven years of our relationship, he was overseas deployed, and like I would maybe get a phone call. Eddie and you guys. No, we use the old telephone, the mm-hmm. landline telephone. Yeah. And you take pictures, you put that car, that, that blanket over your head. <laughs> yes, and a big light would pop. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, now this couple met on TikTok, like I mentioned. He's 26 years old. He posted a video swimming. And so a girl named Taylor from Omaha, Nebraska wrote, Ooh, 25 single. Uh, I might not beat that. It seems that she did. He replied. They started exchanging messages. And they FaceTimed. They talked for two hours on the first call. Two weeks after that, they started figuring out how they were going to get to see each other. So he booked a ticket to Omaha, met her in person, and they're now officially dating. They plan to meet one weekend of every month. Wow. That's tough. It is tough. The one weekend a month thing's tough. And Omaha to Dallas, I don't. if there's a nonstop, it does make it easier. Mm-hmm. I would assume from Dallas, there's a nonstop everywhere. Yeah, because it's a hub. Yeah. Dallas yeah. is a hub. So, yeah, so maybe right. you can pull that off. But if there's no nonstop, that gets to be, that's that's tough. That first trip, too, is risky. What do you mean? That first trip to go see this girl for the first time. Oh, yes. Yeah. They did get to FaceTime, though. If yeah, you hadn't two. FaceTimed. You're right. Then I, I would I'm still go. thinking about the way I dated. You're right. Well, you guys would have to get the carriage on the horses. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in a month. I'm leaving now. All right. That's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Billboard put out a list of TV themes that also made it onto the chart, like the Billboard chart that a lot of our favorite songs are on. So I'll play the theme song, name the show, write it down, don't miss it, because if you do, you're out. Okay. And then I'll tell you, you know, where it peaked on the chart. Here is an example. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Now that song is called Where Everybody Knows Your Name. It hit the chart at number 83 in 1983, and that would be the TV show... Cheers! Cheers, that's right. All right, guys, here we go. Just name the TV show it's from. This one, the song is from 1969, but in a different year, it hit number 35 on the charts. Here you go. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? What TV show is that? One, two, three. The Wonder Wonder Years. Years. Good. This next song, Louise Mandrell with Eric Carmen, hit number 51 in 1988. The song's called As Long As We Got Each Other. Oh, it's, it's the theme to what TV show? What was the year? 1988. 1988. Lunchbox. Family Ties. Amy. Who's the boss? Eddie. Growing Pains. Well, one of you's right. It's Lunchbox. The answer is Growing Pains. Oh! oh yes. We'll keep going. Which one's Growing Pains? I, uh, I get those two confused. My, what's that guy's name? Michael J. Fox. Can, can, no, no Growing Pains is oh, no, Mike, Candace Mike Cameron. So. Oh. Nope, nope, yep. Candace right. Cameron's brother, yes. Kurt Cameron. Kurt Cameron. I, I just get those two confused. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. And Robin Alan Thicke. Thicke's Alan dad. Thicke is the dad, yeah. Good. All right, name this one. Hit number four in 1969. Number four on the chart. There is no vocal on this song. What year? 1969. Eddie, senior year of high school. It's not true. Amy? Mash. Mash. 
Hawaii Five O. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, it's Mash. It's Hawaii Five O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't uh, know what that is. The next one. This song hit number one on the Billboard charts in 1962. It's wow. a TV theme song named The Show. Come and listen to a story about a man named Jed. A poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food. And up through the ground come a bubbling crude. Good song, show. This song hit number one. Crazy. Crazy. Texas team. Everybody know this one pretty good? Yeah. Yes. yeah. One, two, three. Hillbillies. 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 Good. How about this one? This hit number one in 1976. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. You guys know this one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lunchbox. Welcome back, Cotter. Eddie? Welcome back, Cotter. Welcome back, Cotter. Nice job, guys. I don't even know what that is. The teacher goes back to school. John Travolta. No idea. Mr. Cartel. Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch it on Nick at Night back in the day. This hit top 10 in 1981. No vocals, just music. So good. Knight Rider? Chips. Magnum PI. Magnum PI. Oh. Dang it! <laughs> so good. Couldn't I mean, I, you see I like Magnum here? PI because you... it always came on before WCW Wrestling, and I just wanted it to be over. Higgins, get in my face. I'm Higgins. ready to see Sting. Higgins and Magnum. So good. Is that the old kit? No, no. that's Knight Rider. I've seen the same thing. All right, let's do one more. Worth 10 points. Worth 10 points. Yeah! I'm back in it, baby. You'll let's go. still get it wrong. Do number 13, right? I bet. Okay. Uh, this song hit number 14 in 1968. Amy? Didn't need no Archie Bunker. That's right. Oh, yay. The, the show's not right. But that's the character. <laughs> oh, the right character. The show. Mm-hmm. I thought it was named after him. Okay. No answer. Archie Bunker? Yeah. yeah. Lunchbox? Sesame Street. <laughs> it does sound like Sesame Street. <laughs> like I'm not. Uh, Eddie? No, All in the Family. All in the oh. Family is correct. Eddie, you are the winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're so old. Old show. Hey, if he's going to give you a hard time, you use it to your advantage to win games. It's not only that. Like, I still would watch these on TV if they were on now. I love old shows. If they came out as new shows, I wouldn't watch them now. Well, like Magnum P.I., there's a redo, Hawaii 5 But do you watch that one now? I've seen it before. But do you watch it? Not like I would have back in the 80s. Exactly. (laughs) On the Bobby Bones Show now. John Crist. Let me set up why John's on the show. Raymundo claims... That he was walking through the mall, right, Ray? Mm-hmm. Food court area? Sure, yeah. And you see famous comedian, hilarious guy, John Crist, walking towards you. Yeah! And what do you think in your mind? Funny TikTok guy. My wife loves him. We're both being giggling and stuff. I'm going to say hi to him. Let's do this. So how close do you get to him before you actually make your move? Two or three feet, maybe five feet. It was within arm's length. Oh, you're really close to him. Very. And so you would go... Hello, John. Hello, Mr. Christ. Something. How was your day going? You said something like that. I wanted it to be that, but what came out was, 
Hey, it's John Christ. So you didn't say anything to him. You kind of yelled at him. But I was looking at him. <laughs> and so then he comes on. Uh, he we, we talk about this, and you say he acted too cool for school for me. And I say, maybe not. Maybe he just didn't like to be yelled at. Like, pointed at to like he's an animal in a cage. What would you have, in your perfect scenario, what would have happened then? High five. What's up, dude? Quick picture real quick. Me and my wife. Love your TikToks. Later, man. Do a funny TikTok today. See ya. That's perfect scenario. Yeah? Okay, John's on the phone. Hey, John. Yeah, what's going on, brother? Did you hear that entire story of what Ray envisioned, you know, he, what he thinks happened and what he would have liked to have happened? Yes, listen, I heard the entire story, and I've been I've been hearing about it for a week now since this, <laughs> this story came up. My name has been been crushed on the Bobby Bones show, dude. <laughs> Dragged through the mud. But you know who had your back? Dragged. You know who had your back? Me. Well, dude, you know what I said? I said that. I listened to the whole thing, and I go, I know... I freaking know Bobby's going to have my back on this because I know you go out public, dude. And, and if someone says, hey, it's him, that's like the beginning of like any kind of crime documentary, dude. Do you remember seeing Ray at all? <laughs> okay, this was at Green Hills Mall, correct? Yeah. Well, first of all, the funniest thing about this whole thing is that you were trying to guess who it was, and someone said "the baby." <laughs> oh yeah, we were like, we're, oh, yeah, we were Ray, Ray was like, we were guessing what celebrity it was, and someone guessed it was the baby that Ray saw, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was like some kind. He's been through like some kind of like uh, he's been in some kind of trouble. The idea that the baby would be at Green Hills Mall walking alone <laughs> is probably the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> okay, do again. Do you remember seeing Ray and him doing this, or is this just a normal day in the life of you where people scream at at you as you walk by? I don't remember that specific incident no but there, i mean you walk through the mall people are gonna say hi now now I, I everybody was getting my back on the internet like hey i don't i don't uh i don't know of john being like this but i do i probably say ray's story is probably pretty close to accurate in his defense if yeah! someone just goes hey that's that guy do you feel like you should stop and be like i am that guy like the that, that's kind of a weird thing to do, right? Very. Because, of the, Bobby, you probably could relate to this. Whenever someone was trying to, if you instigate it, if you said, hey, if I said, hey, do you want a photo? And they were like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, there's nothing worse than that. <laughs> that's awkward, hey, yeah. Been, been there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you so have you rather have Ray, let... said, Ray said, hey, John Chris, I'm a huge fan. Do you mind if I grab a picture? Like, would that have been acceptable? 100% no problem, of course. And Ray, how do you, you've heard him now tell his side of it. What do you think? Yeah, it makes sense. I shouldn't have uh, talked about him like he was, you had said, a zoo animal. I, I kind of shouted it at him. It should have been more conversational. And I, I really should have been thinking about my wife. I was thinking as a, as a guy, hey, John Chris. And it like, I mean, it was probably a little jarring. I shouldn't have done it like that. Is there anything you'd like to say to John now that you have him here? Uh, definitely me and my wife swore off his TikToks for at least a week, but we have started watching them That's again. not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, do you want to apologize <laughs> for dragging, for dragging the guy on the radio? When he- yeah, John, Chris, you're totally a nice guy. You are like your TikToks and very nice and kind. And I'm sorry for saying the stuff on the radio about you. Look at this, dude. This is just like in 2021. This is, this is unheard of. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Are you on the road are you at all, John? Are you doing any shows? I'm going out on the road in September. We're going out on our tour for we'll be out for like three months. You guys, if you see John out, he's very funny. Go watch him. If you see him in the mall, don't yell, "Hey, that's John Christ." Say, "Hey, John, would you mind if I get a picture?" Or, "Hey, John, even better, hey, I'm a big fan." Yeah. And then you don't even ask for a picture because you could possibly have COVID and give it to our guy John. Then he Ooh. can't go on the road. 
Yeah, dude, it was COVID. I, I wanted to, but I was like, ah, it's not safe. I was trying to say six feet, and he clearly said he was within arm's length. Ray, <laughs> Ray standing right beside him going, you're John Christ. Okay, so Yo, dude, chill. It's cl- the air is clear. Ray, you've apologized. Yeah, John, yeah. do you accept his apology? I accept it. I publicly accept his apology, yes. Do you accept the show's apology Everyone but me for dragging you as well. I didn't drag. Yeah, I didn't drag drag. either. Dude. Come uh-huh. on. No, I don't think I was. I don't think there was any, ever any dragging. I listened to it. That, now people on the internet were saying, "Oh, you're getting crushed on the Bobby Bones show," and then I listened to it. I was like, "Ah, this, this all seems pretty fair." There you have it. <laughs> and if you're at the Green Hills Mall and you see a guy that looks like John Christ, it's probably him. What store do you think you shopped the most at, John? I, I'll tell you, that day I was at Zara, bro, and I was returning something. That's why I had so many bags. I wasn't being, like this rich guy buying a bunch of stuff. All right. Uh, John, give out your TikTok name, your Instagram name. It's fun. You're funny over there. You're the man. John Chris Comedian, bro. Find me there. John, Not John Chris Comedian, bro. I think it's just, just John, John Chris, Chris Comedian. No, not John, bro. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. the bro. That's, yeah, my yeah, burner, yeah. that's my burner account that I used to drag you guys. All right, John Chris Comedian. All right, John, good to talk to you. Thanks for uh, reaching out. Thanks for talking with us. Y'all be good. Much love. All right, see you later. That's how it's supposed to happen. <laughs> we can get more of that in the world. That'd be nice. It went from Ray wanting an apology to Ray apologizing. That <laughs> <laughs> made no sense, guys. <laughs> On the phone right now is Jennifer in Montana. Hey, Jennifer, what's happening? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. (laughs) Um, So you guys the other day were talking about whether or not you tip on to-go orders. Yes. And I had a little bit of information that may change some minds. I hope anyway. Um, So I used to be a line cook in restaurants for over a decade. And the servers are supposed to tip you out at the end of their shifts, but you're lucky if you get a couple bucks from them. Well, all to-go order tips go straight to your cooks. Oh. That's cool. Does that change your mind, Lunchbox, at all about not wanting to tip? No. Why? Uh, Because if she wants her money from the waiter, she should go to the waiter and be like, hey, your job is to tip me out. It's not my job to come pick up food and tip you out. I don't I'm sorry. Understand what you said there. But. No, what I'm saying is, she's saying the waiters are supposed to tip her, right? Mm-hmm. So she should go to the waiter and take it up with them. It's not my responsibility picking up to go food to take care of the cooks. It's the waiter's responsibility. What do you think about that, Jennifer? I, I I don't agree with him, by the way, but I would just like to hear your rebuttal. So I don't agree with him either. He's not going to tip somebody just for bagging it, and Correct. the servers are the ones that bag it. But the cooks do work very hard on your food. And the servers do tip us at the end of their shifts, but you're lucky to get a dollar or two from them. But my question is... They're very cheap. They don't want to part with their tips. (laughs) When you go to McDonald's, do you tip them? Uh, No, not fast food. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. What about the line (laughs) cook there cooking the burger? You you did not let her speak. She was in the middle of a sentence. She said, not fast food, (laughs) and then she continued talking, and you yelled, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I like that. So, Jennifer, go ahead. Last thing. There is a huge difference between fast food and actual restaurants, and you do work a lot harder at the restaurants than they do at fast food places. Their stuff is, it's a different process. It goes out a lot faster, a lot easier. And at restaurants, you typically have more people coming back and and making you remake their food because it wasn't right or whatever. Thank you. That happens. Thank you very much, Jennifer, for that call. We appreciate that. Absolutely. You guys have a great day. You too. You You have 10 seconds. Here's my thing. If she wants a tip, become a waiter. 
He only needed two. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's good. That's all I needed. To the point. I mean, that's, that's the truth. That's not true. Sometimes people just like to cook. They don't. Waiting tables is. Okay, the, then don't expect a tip. If you, if you like to cook, then your job is to cook. You don't expect a tip for cooking my maybe food. Maybe there's not an expectation, but it helps. Right. It helps. But I, I mean, I, it would help if people tip me. I, I don't expect it, but it would help. People can't come in here. But I got Venmo. No oh boy. <laughs> the Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So some people were asked online what song they think has been played to death, and a top five list was put together. Only five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is talking y'all drinking beer? Amen. On there. <laughs> Dang, dude, it just came out. Um, and I can't. That's all the time. Yeah. Well, it's number one ish. It, it is. Well, talking God, drinking beer Bam. was. Oh, Are you, you mean lying? the number one song? I thought you meant on that list. Oh. I was like, I nailed it. <laughs> I did I too. Mean, I like, thought that's a song. I was like, wow, I'm radio. really a man of the people. <laughs> no, we don't have anything like quite that new. There oh, okay. is newish stuff. Go but ahead. And at number five, Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On. Oh, these are all format songs. Yeah. Wow. I don't ever hear this anymore. I know, and I like it. Any pop song, heck, any song on country radio gets played a lot because the average person only listens for like 38 minutes mm. so you try to cram in as many hits as you can in those 38 minutes so if you stay longer than that you're all, you're gonna hear them more than that nature of the beast if anybody hears them a lot it's us like we want to pull our hair out sometimes um but okay what do you got um and at number four uptown funk uptown oh yeah that one's played a lot but i still like it i still feel it sometimes. me too yeah. i'll put that in a dance party sometimes too damn don't believe me, just watch. Right, number three. Journey, Don't Stop Believing. Don't Stop believing. Maybe at a karaoke place or at a bar. Is yeah, but when it's closing. Is this radio yeah. or is this, is this just general? Just like played to death in general. Everywhere. Sometimes yeah. at a grocery store this comes on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. I'll be getting my DiGiorno and I'm like, don't mm-hmm. stop. <laughs> right, what else? Old Town Road, Lil Nas X. Yeah, this is every five seconds. I haven't heard this one in a while, though. Can I listen to the whole thing? Well, it's only a minute long. Oh, okay. so <laughs> and, finally, and at number one, I love this song, Despacito. Yeah. Oh, way too much. Yeah. The thing is, we are going to love these songs because they've researched and tested extremely well. That's why they get played all the time. But, okay. Any country songs you guys hear too much? And it's cyclical, again, because it's only the songs that are getting played the most right now. Or in the last... Go ahead. I don't have anything. You do. You just don't want to say. <laughs> Amy's being a nice person. Oh, good for you. Amy, write it down. No, good for you. Good for you for not not being controversial. It's not their fault. Right. It gets played a lot. Right. Go and ahead. And other songs that are really good don't get played. It's fine. Okay. We we, we have the same like no. issue that our listeners do sometimes. We're like, but there are so many good songs that radio doesn't play. Or there are so many good artists that... But we don't, we're not... We don't... We're not in the politics of that. Okay. What else? Okay. Renting clothes might become more popular now than buying them, which I think is so genius that we're moving that direction. Like I'm shopping for some events coming up and for the first time I'm going to go somewhere where I'm renting them and I'm kind of excited about it because sometimes once I do an event or something, I don't wear it again or I for sure try to borrow it out, like lend it out to friends or something. And it's like, why haven't we been doing this all along? Especially if it's like a formal, fancy, flashy thing where you only need it once. In my, our career line, Sometimes I gotta walk a stupid red carpet. No, but I'll wear. Now I don't care anymore. For a while I cared. Now I wear stuff two and three, four times. Oh I, yeah, I, no. I don't care. I've at definitely all. matured beyond Me that. Too. Like I've, I ain't spending money on it and wearing it once and putting it away. Somewhere um, I don't know. In the last few years, I hit a point where I'm like, wow, I just feel very differently about dressing up for things than I did five years ago. Mm-hmm. And and I think Caitlin's broken me from that too. I was like, ah. Oh, when we first started dating, I was like, ah, oh, I shouldn't wear this again. I just had it on. And she's like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> She was like, you put that on Instagram three times. Who cares? Like, be a normal person. 
And I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, yeah. all right, what else? So, um, majority of workers would love to just go one day with no meetings. Yeah, we don't really suffer from that. No, here. we don't. Thank goodness. But I know friends that they're always on meetings all day. Um, in my different jobs, I'm in meetings a lot. I sit at a, in a Zoom meeting, go one Zoom to the next. But even then, that's not eight hours like some of my friends who are just like boom, 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 zoom, 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 zoom. It's almost like all I want to do is make a zoom, 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 zoom. <laughs> Man, I listened into a meeting one time and they talk about nothing for the first 30 minutes. Well, nothing. It's always like, hey, what's up? Yeah, how you been? Yeah, da, ba, do, do. And you got to hear about my cat. Yeah. <laughs> Our company does the, we don't do Zoom. We do Microsoft Teams here. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though, do y'all feel this way about some meetings here now? They These things used to be a conference call. They did. Oh, and you now, can do it on the phone. Yeah, for sure. Some well, no, because that means I have to get Microsoft Teams on my phone. No, but I'm saying it used to be a conference call on the phone. Yeah, yeah. like a phone call. And now everything's got to be a Zoom. Or, yeah. Yeah. I know, and I'm like, why is this a video thing? <laughs> I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this guy, Chris, used to rent this house from a guy, the landlord, but he's since moved on. Well, the guy reached out to him, said, hey, need your address, mailed him a check for $2,500. And Chris is like, why am I getting this? Well, the landlord ended up selling the house and he wanted to share profits from the home to every single tenant that had rented from him because ultimately they helped contribute to the profit. By paying the monthly. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm sure, you know, he divvied it up to where he still made money too, but he spread the wealth. I cannot believe that. Me neither. I, I, no. I cannot believe Uh -uh. that. No, I have a rental property right now and this never crossed my mind. Dang, low-key flex there, but okay. (laughs) Well, that's cool. Oh, well, no, no. It's the house where when my husband was stationed at Fort Bragg, we bought, it was our very first house we ever bought. And You have to defend yourself, but maybe you should give a little profit share if you sell it. I know. I can't believe I've never heard of that happening never. before. Never. I know. And since this was such an unexpected gift, the guy, Chris, that received it, he's like, you know what? I'm going to pay it forward with some of this money as well. He's going to keep a little for himself, but also try to do good with it because he's uh, like, it just came out of nowhere. Let me see the receipts of that. Pay it I forward. believe him. He said he's, he's going <laughs> to send money to worthy causes and people in need. <laughs> you know what? We'll believe him. It just tell me something oh, good. Why not? We'll believe him. I yeah. just can't believe the guy gave him money after running it. Mm-hmm. That's a good dude right there. I'm, I'm kind of blown away by that. That is a good dude. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. So Shakespeare wrote all of his plays with a pencil. Yeah. But the question is, was it to be or not to be? <laughs> huh? What? Come I on. I don't get it. <gasps> Me either. What? Guys. Was I'm it to pencil. be or not to be? Pencils. You don't remember writing with a pencil? A number two, two pencil. Number two. Two? No. B? Two B That's the pencils? worst joke. Hey, no, no, it's a number two pencil. Is this, the, wor- is this the worst joke she's ever told on Possibly, this? Possibly, yes. Is it two Bs not written on the pencil? The two number B? two pencil. To be. No, no, no. I think it was like ha- like the hashtag number two pencil. <laughs> yeah. Google I don't know images. anything about a B. And we used to call it not hashtag. The, Why? It used to be the pound sign. <laughs> yeah. Why right. sometimes when I see a joke, do I laugh in my head? And when <laughs> I say it out loud, I didn't even get y'all it. say it's the worst joke ever. I'm sorry. I'm going I'm to look I'm gonna, up. But a, I'm only going to use the data in the room that none of us got it. We didn't. That's not good data. One. Ray, did you get that joke? No, because it was number two pencil. There was never a B or an A. Scuba Steve, did you get the joke? I understood, yeah, because there is a B on the bottom. It's a lowercase B. There's 
There's it's usually, it's usually more for it's not for the everyday use pencil, but it's more for drawing uh, and shading. I, I had okay. pencils that were two yeah. B. Was this for architects only? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, here's one that says number two HB. <laughs> two HB or not two HB? Yeah. Not haters. Do you have another one? I, I just hate to have our listeners not come away with something here. I mean, there are going to be By pencil way, users that appreciate that. Keith Urban is coming up in just a little bit, and so we will talk to Keith Urban. We always love when Keith Urban's on the show. I'm, I'm saying this to cover for Amy as she looks Whatever, for another joke. No. You have one? Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> the morning corny. What's blue and doesn't weigh much? What's blue and doesn't weigh much? Light blue. <laughs> Light blue. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> that was the morning corny. Thank you. That one we like. I mean, occasionally there's going to be some bad ones. We agree. Thank you. On the phone is Greg in Nashville. Hey, Greg, what's going on? Hey, Bobby. Uh, I've, I've, been, I've got a dog that's seven years old. Um, best dog you could ever hope to have on a fair weather day. But when it storms, this dog absolutely is going crazy on us. And we've had several occasions now where he's just destroyed doors and drywall and door frames. And, and we're just at a loss what to do. Uh it's the best dog. Like I said, we don't want to lose the dog, but we're not sure what to do. <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. And, uh, I've had this happen. My last, Dusty, the dog I had before Stanley, was when a storm would come, the world was ending. But what we found was we went to the vet and we said, hey, this is what's going on. The vet said, okay, well, you need to give it basically a dog Xanax. But you have to do it about an hour before the storm really hits. And it didn't fix it completely. But he wasn't all over the place because he would run through things. Again, he would eat drywall off the wall, same thing. So I would encourage you to go to a vet, let them know what's going on. I tried thunder coats, thunder jackets, anything you could buy off the internet, I tried. None worked. It was just giving the dog a pill that chilled him out. And when a storm came, he was much better. Have you tried that at all? Yeah, we tried the thunder soap. Then we also just recently got him the sedatives that you're talking about. And they seem to take the edge off a little bit, but he still is like, he goes into a panic and tries to escape wherever he can. Yeah, more sedatives. Yeah. I mean, that's the answer. It may not be what, uh, you know, the vet board of America says, but we had to do the same thing. We had to up it until we figured it out. I'm not an expert. I'm just someone who has dealt with my dog in this exact same situation. Never give the dog away. Next time... Give a little, break them off a half of another one. See if one and a half works. But talk to your vet first. <laughs> yeah, I feel pretty good about this. I'm a, yeah, that's what I would say. Um, do that unless you're going to build him a padded room, but he's still going to go nuts. Or edibles. Excuse me? Um, mm-hmm. Or the dog chewable thingies that have CBD in them. CBD doesn't work. Oh, to me, CBD is say, snake oil. Oh, I give it to my dog. It yeah, works. I do too. It doesn't do anything. Um, okay. So Amy says CBD, but I say go for the hard stuff, the good stuff. <laughs> Give them, break them off one and a half. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you guys. I appreciate y'all. Good luck. See you later. Remember, I'm not an expert. Yeah. I only play one on the radio, but I did have this happen to me, and it was crazy. A few minutes ago, we had a call, and the guy said, "Hey, I can't get my dog to calm down. Like a storm comes, he eats the walls, he's destroying stuff." And I've had to deal with this with a dog before. And I said, hey, we went to the vet, and the vet gave us a sedative and kind of knocked him out. But we had to predict or look at the, you know, the app to see when a storm was coming. And he's like, well, I do, we did that and it didn't work. And I was like, well, give him more sedative. And then I thought to myself, I should get a doctor on, a vet. Yes, you should. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we should get someone on that actually knows what we're talking about. So Dr. Josie's on, who is a vet. Uh, Dr. Josie, thank you for joining us. 
Hi, thanks for having me. Good morning. Good, good morning. The, the guy called us a minute ago, and you may have heard me say it. His dog's going bonkers. They've tried sedative. Uh, sedative. They've tried Thundercoat. They've tried everything from the internet. But he said the sedative kind of worked, and I, in my expert, well, not really, said, hey, give him more sedative. Is that good for me to say or no? I think that that's a fair assumption. What I would say is typically vets, when they prescribe, we call them general anxiety medications. Um that are, are used for situational, you know, experiences like fireworks, thunderstorms. Typically, when we prescribe them, we'll start on the lower end because we don't really know how these animals are going to react. And that gives us a lot of room to go up on the dose. So you are essentially right. I would definitely, you know, recommend that he chats with his veterinarian first and they can kind of figure out a better, a better dose for the dog. But I wouldn't just say, hey, they don't work and give up on it. Oh, yeah, I, I, listen, Dr. Bobby over here. Hey, Dr. hey I'm about yeah. He's killing it. Okay, now that being said, I do have some general animal questions for you since we have you. Are you okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. What human foods should we not give our dogs? And I asked that because once I gave my dog, you know, I dropped grapes, and my dog ate grapes, and it was a disaster. So what what human foods should dogs not eat? Uh, the big ones are definitely grapes and raisins. Those are a little bit less less known to be bad for dogs. Um, it's actually very interesting. One grape can send a dog into full kidneys kidney failure. So One. definitely no grapes. Chocolate? Yeah, chocolate, uh, onions, garlic, and then uh, another unknown one would be sugar-free gum. So the, the artificial sweetener and sugar-free gum can be really bad for them. Well, and I was trying to cut back on Stanley's gum, but we were just doing all normal gum, and I, we, <laughs> did we cut back I know. on sugar? <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> how, when it comes to, to brushing your dog's teeth, I don't brush my dog's teeth. I'll be honest with you. Should I brush? He does, like, the, the groomer will come, like, once every couple of months or so. How often should we brush our dog's teeth? Ideally, you'd be brushing it, brushing them, you know, every day. Oh. I realize that's probably unrealistic. So I say, if you can do it one to two times a week, that's better than nothing. But they're just like us. Or if we don't brush them, plaque and tartar is going to build up. They get really bad dental disease. Um, and that can be really painful. They can get infected teeth. It can be, it can be pretty bad in there. Yeah, but how do I get them to not freak out or chew my hand because if i'm opening well, his mouth have, yeah go ahead we have doggy toothbrushes so and then special flavored doggy toothpaste um if that doesn't work there are different like dental treats and chews you can try so like greenies and and those can essentially kind of help break down plaque and tartar too but brushing is best wow dr josie's on she's a veterinarian i got a couple more questions is it true yeah. that dogs have just short-term memories? I do not think that is true, no. Um, they certainly can hold on to memories, especially traumatic ones. So when they're four months old to about eight months old, those are really formative times for them. And anything that's super negative, whether it's getting in a fight with another dog or being abused by an owner, that's going to sort of shape their personality for the rest of their life. My final question is from our producer. He says his dog is 13 years old. He hasn't had updated shots in about 10 years. He's not taking any worm pills, nothing. Is he an anomaly, or could it be his breed, or is he just a bad owner? <laughs> well, I would say that he's not necessarily a bad owner, but it's important to stay, stay up to date on their shots and their, you know, especially their heartworm pills here in Tennessee and anywhere in the South, really. Heartworm disease is transmitted through mosquito bites, and it's super-duper prevalent here, and I usually tell owners if, if your pets aren't on heartworm prevention, they're going to get it. Um, and that's a pretty pretty nasty disease. So his dog is very lucky in that it hasn't contracted anything. But 
um, I would definitely recommend owners to keep their pets up to date on their, their shots and their prevention. Guys, any other questions for Dr. Josie before we go? I have one. Go ahead. So my dog had a cut one time, and I figured, like, oh, I'm just going to let her deal with it because I've heard that the saying licked their wounds. So, And I did a little bit of a Google research, and it says that they literally have this kind of, like, antiseptic in their saliva, and that literally helps them fix their own wounds. Is that true? That is potentially true for a very, very superficial cut. That is probably untrue. 99% of the time, it's really a great myth that their mouths are cleaner than ours. That is not true. Um, And what happens is dogs really get fixated on their wounds and they'll lick and lick and lick. And then normally you've got a much bigger problem than if you had just, (laughs) you know, taken taken them in and addressed it in the first place. So... Yeah, them licking it usually ends up making things a lot worse. All right, fi- final, final, final question. If I, if you let your dog sleep in the bed with you, good or bad? Oh, amazing. What? No, 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 no way. <laughs> I think she went emotion. Right. She, did, she did a lot of data. They just went to emotion really quick. Um, they deserved everything, of course. Yes. Do you have an Instagram that, that you would like to tell people to go to or in any way I can help you at this point? Yeah, my Instagram is just my name, so Josie Arbogast, and I'm actually I'm getting ready to open up a clinic, my own clinic here in Nashville. It's opening up in the Gulch, so if anybody out there needs a great vet, it's, uh, it's actually called Good Vet. Easy to find. Good Vets. Uh, and you need to, I have no idea how to spell her last name. So it's do, It's Josie. J-O-S-I-E. Yep. Arbogast. A-R-B-O-G-A-S-T. Okay. Oh, hey. Arbogast. Josie, thank you, and we will talk to you. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk to you again sometime soon. Sounds good. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Keith Urban. Keith, what's happening, buddy? Bobby, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I, I'm glad to have you on. Your new song is really good. It's Wild Hearts. Uh, thank so, you. So let me say that. I, I enjoy the new song. <laughs> thank you very much. How's, how's married life, Bobby? It's good. I mean, we've been married a month, yeah. so when people ask me... <laughs> It's it's supposed to be like really great in the first month, and it is. So I think it's yeah. on on course, right? Yeah, but but for that first month, every time you introduce Caitlin to somebody, you go, "This is my wife, Caitlin." That feels really good, doesn't it? It does, and it was a kind of a switch up. I've never used that word, obviously, wife, and then I've been calling mm-hmm. her fiance for so long. Um, I did mm-hmm. mess up a couple of times. She does sometimes uh, write her name wrong, her old maiden name, which I'm trying not to be offended by. <laughs> But uh, mostly, it's all good. How's married life for That's you? Good. It's very good. Thank you. Congratulations, Bobby. Thank you very much. Um, let's talk about your new song for a second. I do have some other stuff, but I really want to focus on the song here because I was looking at the songwriters, and it's pretty cool because you basically wrote this with a lot of my friends, uh, Jen Wayne, who is in Runaway June, Eric Pasley, who is a good friend of mine, Brad Tercy from Old Dominion, and you, you guys all get in a room and when you write the song Wild Hearts, what, who, who kind of has the idea, or where did it come from? This is a song that they had written, and they sent it to me, and I guess the short answer to this is I, I rewrote the verses. Uh, I, I didn't, the verses didn't speak to me, but the chorus did. So I, I called them and asked if they had any problems with me rewriting the verses, just to make them more personal. And they were cool with it, and so... We were off and running. That's pretty cool that they would go, hey, go for it. But I would imagine if you're Keith Urban 
and you ask anything, hey, by the way, I know you have a kid. He's one years old. Would you change his name to Keith? Maybe people would say yes to that too, right? <laughs> no, God, I hope not. You're, you're, pretty, Please, you're no. pretty wildly popular. <laughs> I'm also really respectful of songwriters and – uh, that you know, if they, I said to them, if you guys can get this song cut the way it is, please get get the song cut. But if I'm going to cut it, I just need to make it a bit more personal to, to my journey. So they were they were very supportive. And after you write this song, how long until you actually take it in a studio and record it? It was right away. We did it within weeks, um, and, and it, it it came together really fast. I. I Worked a lot in my studio here at the house and did all my vocals and all the guitar parts and all that sort of stuff here. And then we got it mixed and it was all done in record time. We're on with Keith Urban right now. What's the longest you've held on to a song where you go, this is a good song, but then you just couldn't find an album, couldn't find a place to put it, but then eventually some point way later you did? Mm, that's a good question. Um there's a few songs like that. It's a, that's actually a really good question because some songs just aren't right at the time or I, or I haven't gotten myself around the song. Uh, and there's some I can never get myself around. Um, uh, Chasing uh, After You, the Ryan Hurd, Maren Morris song, was written by um, my bass player, Jerry Flowers, and, and some of his writers, uh, co-writers. And I had that song two years ago, two and a half years ago. And I went in the studio and worked on it, worked on it, but I just couldn't get myself around it. And I'm so glad it found a home. But some songs, you know, I love them, but they just, I can't make them mine. This is a really tough question because it is so, just, so there's a wide base to choose from. But what is your favorite country song? Oh, God, of all time? Yeah, I know it's a tough question. Is it, so I'll vamp for you for a second as you think about that. If I were to pick my favorite country song, I would go, if, if Tomorrow Never Comes from Garth Brooks, um, mm. like he stopped loving her today because that I mean, that's like the saddest song ever in country music to me yeah. is the best yeah. when it's super sad. Um, I, and Swingin' mm. John Anderson, because when I grew up, that was the song my grandma listened to all the time. So those would be like my list. And now I've given you time to think. See how I do that as an interviewer? Yeah. Yes. Yes. What, what is your favorite country song of all time? <laughs> <Pro>. <laughs> he gets to shout himself out. Um, <laughs> no, you know, uh, honestly, uh, I, I, I will choose Are You Sure Hank Done It This Way by Waylon uh, because I think it's one of the most important lyrics where Waylon says, Lord, it's the same old tune, fiddle and guitar. Where do we take it from here? Rhinestone suits and new shiny cars. It's been the same way for years. We need a change. And I, I, you know when they put up music, that Musica statue on Music Row down there, yeah. you know, the, on the roundabout? I'm like, I would prefer to have seen like maybe those lyrics printed on a big plaque at the entrance to Music Row because it's almost like a mission statement for the continual evolution of country music and i think Waylon framed it perfectly with that song it's funny you bring up lyrics because there are sets of lyrics in my life that I, I i gravitate to because i feel and you know for me the first ever songwriter uh, artist that sang from my voice which is a hard thing to find was john mayer and he has a song called stop this train and he said hey listen one of the lyrics is you know, I'm only good at being young. And I like I, I felt that. I was like, man, when I get older, I don't really have a talent. And like I'm only good at being the youngest guy to do what I do. 
But now that I'm getting older, like I felt that. And Counting Crows, they have a line that's, um, you know, when I look at the television, I want to see myself, you know, staring right back at me. And I, those lyrics would mm-hmm. stick with me. What, mm-hmm. when you mention lyrics, like what are those lyrics to you that you feel and you're like, man, I still think about those today? Uh, my friends try to cheer me up. We get together at the Pizza Hut. <laughs> and I'll, a- tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you why, right? Because Eric and I have really good buds. And he, he is just, for me, he's one of the truly great songwriters. He, he will be remembered forever as a great, great songwriter. And so when he puts a song out, I'm really excited to hear it. And the first time I heard that song and it got to that line, I went, no. You didn't, Ryan, cheer me up with Pizza Hut. Eric, what are you doing? You know, and it really, it bothered me. I, was, I just thought it was a big cop-out. And the more I heard that song, the more I went, well, first of all, that's exactly what happens. It's a true, it's a true, it's a true lyric. And that thing became my favorite lyric in the whole song. It just, it's, it had teeth, you know, it stuck out. So I'm going to say that line right there, the okay. Pizza Hut line. My final question for Keith Urban, who's on with us. You have tattoos all over you. Are you getting to the point now where you got to go to the neck or face with something? Would you do a tattoo like high neck, low face? <laughs> Definitely. Well, I've got tats on my neck, but I, I wouldn't get them on my face. But high I'd neck. A little line at the face. I'm talking about that goes over like the cheekbone, like right there in the high neck, where if you wear even a turtleneck, you still kind of see it creeping out. No. Uh, quitter. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to get any more? Uh, I, I don't sure I have some I mean, I'm, I'm all in my left arm all the same size but I'm not like mm. you you actually look cool and can pull them off I look like someone that shouldn't have tattoos and still gets them there's a big difference in, in you know your aesthetic and mine yeah well you don't have to <laughs> agree <laughs> like that you don't agree on there yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> hey listen the okay. song is it is great I love it I love it I love it and you know, I love when you put out new music. Thanks. You know, I'm a big fan of you musically, obviously, but as a person too. So, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Uh, anytime, Bobby. Come on. It's time for the good news with producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Tony Valentine Carter. He's the piano player at the Atlanta airport. He just plays during the afternoons and. He makes tips, you know, while he's out there. Well, this one passenger, his name's Carlos Whitaker. He's got a layover, so he's just chilling, listening to Tony Valentine Carter. And he goes, you know what? I like this guy. So I'm going to get on my Instagram. He has 220,000 Instagram followers. And he starts shooting video of Tony, and he says, "Guys, let's get let's get some money. Let's tip this guy because he's really really good." Oh, he showed his like his Venmo. Yeah, he showed his Venmo. They ended up raising sixty thousand dollars in tips what? for Tony Valentine. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. Yes. Yeah, so then Tony, that is that's crazy. Tony says, "Look, man, this is amazing. Uh, what am I going to do with this money? I am going to get an oil change for my car." <laughs> And then I'm donating the rest what? to no. the rest, the rest. No, 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 no. To the American Kidney Foundation because he struggles with kidney problems, so Aww. he wants to give back. Everybody's so good. I know. This I like would have probably given good. some, but I, <laughs> well, he is going to get his oil changed. Yeah, he needs that I'd oil. I bought groceries. Probably paid a couple mortgage payments. Then I would have helped somebody too, but I'd have probably done more than an oil change. I mean, it was just a regular. That's unbelievable day for that the guy raised sixty thousand dollars for yes. that guy. Yes, his name's Carlos Whitaker, and it says he's a motivational speaker, mm-hmm. a podcaster. I'm looking at this now. So that's pretty cool. His name is Los Wit, L-O-S-W-H-I-T, on Instagram. I tell stories in books, on stage, and on Instagram. Yeah. 
His latest book is called Enter Wild. That's crazy. He made $60,000 for that dude. Amazing. Good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? Man, glad everybody's here. Let's do a couple voicemails. This is a voicemail from over the weekend. Hey, guys. Morning Studio podcast listener here from last week. The Tim McGraw segment. You guys missed the greatest Tim McGraw song of all time. How could you forget about Just to See Her Smile? Thanks, guys. Love the show. It was a tough category to name the best Tim McGraw songs because there are so many. It's like going, what's the best candy? (laughs) You can't fulfill everyone's needs when it comes to the best candy. But yes, this is a good one, too. So I appreciate that. This is Adele from New York. Good morning, studio. I just wanted to let you know that I went and saw your show at the New York State Fair, me and my boyfriend. That was actually my birthday present, and we had an amazing time. I just wanted to say good job. And it's also my birthday on Wednesday, and it would make my day if you could say happy birthday to me. Thank you. I hope you guys have a great day. Happy birthday, Adele. I wonder if she gets annoyed when Adele gets famous because <laughs> Adele's not a common name and you're living your life and I'm assuming she was like 15 or something when Adele, hello. She's like, wait, what? That's my name. Mm-hmm. And then everyone then goes, oh, like Adele the singer. Yeah. Like, no, I, uh. um, but we had a great show. Eddie and I were in Syracuse. We played the New York State Fair on Friday and it was awesome. I was surprised at how many people came. I'm just going to be honest with you. Oh, really? <laughs> well, it was their first show of the entire fair. They missed all of the last year because of COVID. Yeah. We were the first act on the main stage, but it was at 2 p.m. And I was like, I don't know if anybody's going to be here. It was great. There are pictures up on Instagram um, at my uh, at Mr. Bobby Bones. But we had a lot of fun. We hadn't played in almost two years. Oh, it was we awesome. Did, we did jokes. We did songs. We did full band. It's a great crowd. It had rained. It was so muddy. But we were on stage, so we we're fine. You were good. <laughs> One just, problem. Just yeah. people in the crowd. <laughs> we get up, and you know, people. If you're new to this show, it, the Raging Idiots is just. It started as Eddie and I just doing comedy songs, and it's turned into something so much bigger. And we play festivals, and it's a whole thing now, surprisingly. But we'll see people singing our songs. We pulled up a little girl who is singing everywhere to Hobby Lobby Bobby, which is a song I wrote about my life, and I have a clip of it here. The, her name was Odessa. She was probably ten years old. kid that small will get up on stage and sing and just be like let's go no so problem cute. yeah it was great so we are uh, we're gonna do two other shows the fourth and the fifth of september so not this weekend but next we have two festivals we're putting on one in new Braunfels, texas on the fourth and one in wichita kansas on the fifth it's us we're headlining with russell dickerson and maddie and tay and two stages it's gonna be awesome but tickets at ragingidiots.com if you guys want to come there was some controversy. They wrote an article about some controversial lyrics in one of our songs, which I didn't think it was that big a deal, and I can get to it later. Okay, I'm trying to guess which one it would be. I know. Because hmm. you, you wouldn't think it would be any. But I, I'll t- we'll talk about it. Oh, yeah. I have one in my head. Go ahead. I, oh, I don't know what line it might be, but it could it be the grandma song? No. Okay. Mm-mm, not the guess. grandma song. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll t- talk about it later. I got to do the news first. All right, let's go. Bobby's Big Stories. There is an unusual love triangle in Creola, Alabama. Tracy Reeves was secretly letting her boyfriend 
live in her house, the same house she lives in with her husband. Mm. Yeah. He, yeah. On Sunday night, shots rang out when Frank, the husband, thought Michael, the boyfriend, was an intruder. Oh. Both men shot each other. Do you want to hear an audio clip from Fox 10 in Mobile, <laughs> Alabama? Here yes. you go. Deputies say Frank Reeves got into a gun battle inside the home with a man he thought was an intruder. But investigators say that man, Michael Amaker, is Tracy Reeves' boyfriend. According to deputies, Tracy was letting Amaker live inside the home for more than a year, and her husband never had a clue. But Sunday night... That secret began to unravel. Investigators say both men shot each other. Frank was hit in the chest. Amaker shot in the leg and elbow. Both taken to the hospital. I got lots of questions. One, they had guns on them immediately, apparently. Oh, yeah. I mean, they both had guns right then and there to start shooting. I have guns. But if if I'm the guy living in the house secretly, do I? am I always packing mm, in I case mean. you're caught? And also, where are you living? In the attic? And also... They talked about bathroom trips. He had to limit his bathroom trips because if the toilet flushes or there's, <laughs> you know, pee that doesn't match or poop. Uh, yeah, I figured she took him buckets or jugs or something. He did have bottles. Yeah. And uh, what I read, I don't know if this part's true, but she ratted. She said when the husband saw him, she was like, oh, my gosh, an intruder because she didn't want to get Oh, caught. no. That's terrible. <laughs> she flipped on him. <laughs> she didn't want to get in trouble. And then I bet she's like, shoot him, shoot him, kill him, kill him. <laughs> Because then he can't talk, and then she gets out of trouble. Well, I don't think she thought it was going to be. You got one dead and one in prison. Man, Bones, that's next level. <laughs> get oh, rid yeah. of him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dang, I wonder if she did think that. It's like, so So who breaks up with her? Did they both? Probably the boyfriend, I would No, think. I would think the husband does. Oh. Yeah, but he sold, she sold him out. Oh, Ooh, she did sell out the boyfriend. Yeah. But I would think that the boyfriend knew that it was just her trying. Yeah, that's survival at that point. <laughs> She let him live there for a year. That's I mean, nice of her. Could y'all imagine? Do like I don't even know how that would. Can't the guy get a job? They're living there. Like are for you? A year. That, yeah. And then are you that attracted to a guy that can't figure it out? I exactly. Well, like why are you in love leave. with them? What do you mean? Because if he leaves, he, he has to be on the schedule. The the husband, so he can't go to work because the husband gets home from work. You can't sneak back in, so he has to just stay there. So the woman likes that he didn't have a job. I don't know how he was getting in out of the house. I don't know that it has. I don't know he's coming to the front door at five p.m. That's what I need to know. If he was living there a year, was he just there for a year? I picture him up in like a, a cubby in the attic, yeah, with like a little cot or a little blanket on the ground. And the husband never going up there. Strange. But if I were the wife, I would always be nervous he was going to be discovered. Mm-hmm. Well, that day came. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> it came. <laughs> and they shot each other. And she sold him out. <laughs> I think there's an intruder. That's Boy, what you, I read. You but... know her butt was puckered when they started firing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When there's a, does winner get her, by the way, in the gunshot battle? <sighs> Tesla says it's building a friendly robot. That will perform menial tasks, and the robot will not fight back. Now, if I were creating this story, and I was making this robot, and I was making it with bad intentions, I would also say that it was friendly and wouldn't fight back. Mm. Like, I would put that in my headline, too. Oh, It's like a human. It looks like a human. And it's going to do crap. Oh, I don't want a robot to look like a human. Until you get one, and it's awesome. No, (laughs) I want it to look like a cute little... R2-D2. But this is taller. It's like 5'8", 125 pounds. No. It looks like a human. It has human-level hands. It'll, like, wash windows. 
So what it means, don't fight back. Like it won't talk back. Like you, you it tell says it what it's to do. Friendly and won't fight back. Okay. Well, that's the start. I mean, because a robot but again, can be strong. I would say that too. If I was creating a robot, even that was though it take over the world, I would right. say, guys, don't worry. Because what if it gets hacked or, you know, gets a mind of its own? What you could do is you could get inside of it and live in a house in Alabama with a woman <laughs> and her husband. <laughs> They'll never know. They'll never know. They would just think it was a robot. Uh, finally, in 2015, Joe Fletcher was called one of Akron's most dangerous individuals. He was arrested and sentenced to jail. Taking pity on him, a judge granted Fletcher a temporary release from prison to attend his daughter's funeral. Uh, he escaped. Mm. Oh. I mean. There were no guards, no GPS monitored on him. He was released into the custody of his mom. And now the United States Marshal is offering a reward for up to $5,000 for information leading to his arrest. Because once he was released, okay. goodbye. He had a deadline of 7 p.m. Wednesday, did not come back. And they are saying he is armed and dangerous. Oh, great. I mean, so far, all of your news stories could be crazy TV shows. I know, right? I watch all of them, though. <laughs> I've already seen iRobot, so the robot one's kind of already happened with Will Smith, and I like yeah. that one. And you did have a cousin escape from jail, so you kind of know how that one goes. Yeah, <laughs> we tracked it, and they came for me, too. They're like, do you know who your cousin is? I was like, no. He's like, he'd come to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm hiding him. Yeah. <laughs> He's in jail right now. Still in jail. Crazy. All right, that's the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. So there's a show on HGTV called Flip or Flop. You ever watch that? Yes, I've watched it. Mm-hmm. So the couple on it got divorced? Yeah, so they started the show together. They were married and had a lot of success, but they then got divorced but the show is so successful, so That's they keep working together. Awkward. Yes. They can spin that off into two shows? <laughs> no. Huh. Flipper Flop star, I, I don't know how to say his name. I think it's Tarek. Tarek is not happy that his onset antics with his ex wife got leaked to the media. The reality star went to his production company and requested that any crew who worked on Flipper Flop the day of the incident be removed from the staff of his spinoff series. Damn. So they are spinning off one. He's reportedly upset the fight was leaked to the press. And he, this story's from TMZ, but here's a clip. Go. Design it however you want. I'm going to, but why are you mad? I'm just I'm voicing an opinion. You're just going to leave? I'll do it myself. I don't think I was shutting you down. I just think we weren't agreeing on things. Is it because I have a boyfriend? <laughs> it has nothing to do with the fact that you have a boyfriend. The issue I was having was a design issue. Okay, well, it felt like you are picking on me, but maybe I'm just being sensitive. Any specific reason why you weren't being upfront? I was just figuring it out and seeing how serious it was before I talked to you about it. Which one of them should I like more? Because I have no idea. <laughs> Amy, I'm asking you. Should I like him or her more? It's so hard. I, they're, mm, I'm not a fan of really either too much, but again, I don't know them personally. But she kind of picks on him big time. Lunchbox, who so should I like more? Him. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Hey, 100%. Tarek, can we, Scuba, can we get Tarek on the show? I don't even want to talk about the drama. Okay. I just want to tell him I'm a big fan of what he does. Oh. I have no idea what he does. <laughs> I just want to tell him I'm a big fan of what he does. You got to get okay. his name right first, though. I think it's Tarek. It is. Don't, don't know, but I'm saying yeah. you better figure that out. <laughs> Before we get him on. That's always good. But yeah, yeah, you like him more, for sure. Yeah. I like old Tarek. Seems like a good dude. There's a lot of these house shows, huh? Yes. Yeah. Hey, ain't nobody like Chip and Joanna, though, am I right? What? Well, I don't know. <laughs> You're right. There's no one like no them. One, oh, there's no one like them. Yeah. I think said no one likes them. I'm no, like, there's no, no one, one like, like them. They all like them. No, they're really like, good. They are universally beloved. Yeah, they're good. Tarek, 
And Christina, not so much. I'm more of a Tarek guy. Yeah. I know some of you are Christina people. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely more of a Tarek. No, she definitely, yeah, is like feisty to him. But I think that's what people like about the show is kind of their bickering that they have going on, even when they were married and then especially now that they're not. I think they were bickering because they didn't like each other. <laughs> is it because I got a boyfriend? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the pause. That would be so weird to have to work with your ex though like that. Oh, yeah. No, I know. They must be making a lot of money to, to do that. And, oh. the, and they're probably doing one more season so they can get their spinoffs going. Mm-hmm. If we can just get through this. Hmm. I feel like they got divorced three years ago, so they've been doing seasons. Oh, really? Yeah, I feel like it's, it's been, been a while. A while. Yeah. Uh, I mean, old Tarek had it rough. <laughs> I saw some Tarek. boat rental thing. Like, she has some <laughs> yacht she rents out. What do you mean? Like she pays for it or she has I a yacht? I guess that sort she... of like a, you know, like a, sh- like if people have certain luxury items and they're not using it, then it gets chartered. And she, like a boat, like, like a yacht thing was hers. And I was like, she has a, she has a yacht? Well, don't be a hater. I'm not a hater. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know but how I mean, she's making over there. I know. I just yeah. didn't know. Like that's the super, that's probably why they still do the show together. <laughs> Zeke in Arkansas, you are on the show. What's going on with you? Hey, Bobby. Good morning, Joe. Morning. All right. So I heard you talk about a cousin that is in prison. Mm-hmm. And they called you looking for him? Well, I, just a quick backstory. A few years ago, maybe four at this point, I have a first cousin that's been in a lot of trouble his whole life. He was in jail, the penitentiary. He escaped. It was a national news story. You see him run, jump through a tiny hole in a fence, take off running, cops chase him. They can't find him. There's like shootouts in states. And I'm like watching from here on the news. Cops are calling me going, are you harboring a fugitive? I'm going, are you out of your mind? <laughs> no, I don't. I haven't known him since I was about nine years old. Um, so, but they catch him. He's back in the pen. I don't know if he'll ever get out. Maybe he gets out tomorrow. I have no idea. But that was what Lunchbox or Amy was referencing. Okay, so I have a bit idea. Yeah, it was a bit idea. Would you call him and get him on the show? For what? Oh, man. What, what, what do you want to talk about? I, like what? I just don't know if I want to interview. <laughs> just. I mean, we could be like locked up. That would be pretty cool. Let me no. read this. His prison term will run concurrently with a 35-year federal sentence imposed after he pleaded guilty after he pleaded guilty to a robbery and carjacking. Mm. He was in jail on those charges when he escaped. He was arrested in the carjacking case of March 2013. He made the escape. He was arrested in Florida with his girlfriend a month later. Yeah, I I don't I just don't know that he's a good dude. Well let's ask what is years to ask. Yeah hey Zeke if you could ask him one question what would you ask? Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. And I have a lot because because I only has a cell phone and calls my cousins and oh, stuff. Oh, really? But like, has that cell phone ever been in a butt? Like, oh. that's what I would want to know. Good yeah. Or did someone just hand it through you through hands? You know? Yeah. That's I feel a, like ugh, is it a tiny phone? Because <laughs> like I feel like, like micro, you think it's like a micro machine? <laughs> I don't know I how they they do that with certain phones. Well, it's probably not the iPhone 12X <laughs> large. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, hey, like Zach, a- appreciate that, buddy. All right. All yeah. right. We're going to decline your segment <laughs> yeah, idea, but-, but we appreciate the pitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank All right, you, guys. See you later. Uh, Julie in Chicago, you are on the Bobby Bone Show. Julie, what's going on? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. 
Oh my God, you guys are awesome. I'm so excited to be on here with you. Thank you. Um, I just had a question. I was going through, you know, I follow you on Instagram, Bobby, and you guys posted a cute picture yesterday with your tie-dye outfits, and people just are so nosy or leave, like, rude comments, which I don't understand because they're your fans. Why are they being rude? But I was just wondering why you even allow comments. Like, if it were me, I would just disable everything. People are poo heads. Like, I don't want to hear what your opinion is. So, I don't know. Why do you leave it available? That's uh, it's a good question. Over on my Instagram now, if you go to Mr. Bobby Bones, there's a picture where we did not, Caitlin and I did not dress alike on purpose. It just turns out we had clothes that somewhat matched. We bought them from the same store. So we wore them, and there were a couple comments. One was like, uh, I like Bobby so much better before he was with Caitlin. Uh, Bobby was so much more likable before Caitlin. And I don't know what that means. Um, one was like, Is she pregnant? Because why? Whoa. It, oh, maybe people are just no. So, a few people are just awful and ruin it for everyone. Yeah. Um, Caitlin has disabled her comments except for her friends because people are ruthless to her. Like they really treat her like she's not a human being. They are so mean to her. They don't realize that she's a person just like she is. Now I signed up for this. Now it doesn't mean I signed up to get beat up. But sometimes I'll delete a comment. Depends on what kind of mood I'm in. But I leave the comments on. Because for the most part, I read them and I appreciate them. And I'm like, hey, that's very nice of you to say. Or, But she does not. And she's had, you know, extreme incidents. Yeah, she said to deal with a lot that I don't think people realize. People have, yeah, they, they have no idea. And it's, I, it, yeah, it just like the who called in the caller, the sweet caller just now. Like, it's, y'all are the majority that, like, are nice it's just such a bummer for some of the the minority really loud people that are so rude online and they don't even know Caitlyn at all whatsoever. <laughs> sometimes she's like, I, she, she has never been in the public eye. And she's like, I don't understand why people are so mean to me. Like I literally did nothing except exist. Like I moved here, we are married and people are so hateful to me and I've done nothing. She doesn't come on with big opinions. She doesn't even post on Instagram that much. It's not, she doesn't want to be an influencer. She doesn't want to be like one, uh, one of these country wives that want to be influencers. She's like, I have n- she's nothing. The only time she's ever done anything like a ad was for a women's shelter that would take a dog if your dog got, uh, it, like if you had to move out because of domestic violence, this place would take your dog and make sure you get to keep your dog. And she's like, I don't understand. And so, yes, that is actually a very sensitive issue at our house because people just treat her like garbage sometimes. Um, and then I feel guilty because that would have never happened to her if she would have never met me. So it's a whole it's a whole cycle that we deal with. And she has one stalker in particular <clears throat> that when it come when it finally comes out, it's it's over. It's over. That's all. Now I'm all yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, I appreciate that. But that's why I enable comments. I signed up for this. I love the people that listen to this show. They do a lot for me. I try to do a lot for them, either in entertainment or giving back. Or, um, But yes, it has become an issue in my personal life to where people just treat her like dog crap. And she will just say to me sometimes, I don't understand why people are like this to me. I didn't do anything. Like, what? what I don't know what I'm supposed to do except just live so but yes i i did they are if you want to see them now there's a couple up there now on my post at mr bobby bones 
And you're gonna, you can write a nice comment, a mean comment, whatever you want. But some of them I do take down. I also don't believe that you have free, you don't have carte blanche to just run in my comments and be an a-hole. Either. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Like, I will take you down. Or block. I mean, not, not take you down, but I'll just block you. I, yeah. You know, there's, this isn't, you know, you get to run and do whatever you want. Um, Julie, thank you for asking that question. I got a bit triggered, but that's okay. Uh, I'll take a break. <laughs> 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 but I'll, you I'll, guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye bye. I feel like I need something to like calm me down. Oh yeah. Oh, what you got? Like a song? What do you mean? What do I got? <laughs> it like is a like a drink. Hey, it is like hey. What do you need? <laughs> um, no, we're gonna come back. Here's something I need. We want to play a game with Kane Brown. Uh, he's gonna be Friday morning conversation next week. This week. If we have any diehard Kane Brown fans, and you feel like you could beat Kane Brown at Kane Brown trivia, call us. We'll open the phones now. I see a lot of people are calling for other stuff, too. If you don't get through right now, uh, keep calling. You can hit Scuba Steve up on Instagram. Can they do that? Slide in your DMs? They can definitely slide right in there, yes. Yeah, what is it? It's uh, Scuba Steve Radio. Maybe that's the way to do it. If they're nice. Okay, yeah. We have a lot of people <laughs> calling in. I mean, it's going to be hard to get through. Yeah, we can try both avenues. I appreciate that. Okay. All right. We'll be back in a second. All right, got a couple things to talk about. One, Eddie lost and had to watch Paw Patrol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you logged into the Paramount Plus app. Yes, thank you for to Mike D for giving me his login. Yeah, he had to watch it alone, no kids. Correct, and, and I did. And you did? Yes. Let me ask you a few trivia questions. Go ahead. Question number one, what's the name of the 10-year-old boy Oh boy. and the leader of Paw Patrol? Ugh, I forgot his name. I kept, uh, uh, it's like Deacon or Henry or no. Ryder. Ryder. That's correct. There you go. Yeah. The Paw Patrol has to save citizens of what city? Adventureland. Adventure City. Okay. I'll accept it. Who is the villain in the movie? Mayor uh, him Pumperdink. Close enough. Mayor Humdinger. Got him. <laughs> so you lost the wheel. You yeah. watched it. Yeah. And? Yeah, it's crappy, man. It's pro- <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the best thing about the movie is it was short. It was about an hour and ten minutes, I think. Um, it took me two time, two days to watch it though, because I fell asleep the first time I started it. Um, other than that, Bones, it's like a long TV show. I, I mean, I, I'm forced to watch the TV show with my kids sometimes. It's just an hour long version of that, but it's fine. I think two year olds are gonna love it. Two year olds across the land are gonna be like, "Ooh, this is cool," because the whole movie of Paw Patrol. <laughs> Anyone older than that, two, three, they're gonna hate it. You know, we watched Stillwater over the weekend, which is a Matt Damon movie. Oh where- yeah. He has the goatee, and he's like a rig worker, and his daughter uh, goes to jail in France. It's basically the Amanda Knox story, but kind of not. But same thing. Like, he has to go over and fight for her freedom, and uh, we watched that on Amazon. You can rent it. It's also a theater. It's the one where they gave it like a seven-minute standing ovation at the end of the movie. Remember <laughs> right. that? Was so, it great? Yeah, so it's good? Um, I, 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 rate, How long would I you rate things now. Hold obate. on. In my phone. I gave it a... C plus. Oh, that's not Ooh. good. I think wow. Caitlin gave it a slightly better review. It's Oklahoma, right? Is he from Oklahoma? Yeah, but they don't spend a lot of time there. But oh. Stillwater, Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma State. But he's in France the whole time. I gave it a C plus. I could be convinced into a B minus. But if we're doing an R uh, scale, scale, three out of five pokes. Pokes. Stillwater, poke? Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. Oh, right. <laughs> Cowpokes. Yeah. <laughs> This is fine. I, I I didn't stand up and give it an ovation at the end. Mm. That would have been weird. Yeah, I wonder why then. If you didn't think it was so good, why did they stand up for five, 10 minutes? I don't know. Matt Damon did have a rocking goatee the whole time, though. <laughs> Made me kind of wish I had a goatee. Yeah, it was good. 
Uh, the goatee was good. No, no, no. Don't, no, do not, don't grow one. Try it. That'd be fun. No. Do Try it. it. Do it. Ugh. Why? Okay, why ugh? If you if you want Caitlyn to be attracted to you, she might like it at Amy. night. She's from Oklahoma. That's <laughs> a lot of yeah. those in Oklahoma. Yeah. She might like that. Mm. Uh, Kane Brown Heaven. Oh, wait, hold on. Don't hit it yet. We got to talk about this uh, controversial lyric before oh, yeah, I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Eddie and I do a show in Syracuse, New York, at the Great State Fair of New York, and it was a great show. Raging Idiots play first time in years. And we have a song <laughs> called Fanny Pack, which we just wrote because it was a dopey song about wearing a fanny pack. It was like. I'm walking down the street, all eyes on me. What's that around my waist in neon mm-hmm. green? It zips in the front and snaps in the back. Y'all already know that's my fanny pack. And then Eddie goes, Fanny pack, fanny pack. Right. And I'm, if you need some, some or a real light snack, if you need an EpiPen to bring your granny back, it's in my fanny pack. Well, people got upset at the EpiPen and granny <laughs> back line. The writer of an article did. Hmm. Here, let me play, here, play, play it, please. If you need an EpiPen to bring your granny back, fanny pack. Okay. I'm walking down. I, okay. thought it was, I thought it was a funny line. Hilarious. Anybody could potentially need an EpiPen. Yes. Um, like if your grandma's dying and she needs the Epi, boom. Like she's allergic to something. Is it like being sensitive to people that actually do have to carry like, I don't EpiPens? know. Well, we I don't know why we're in trouble. We're being, the raging agents are being canceled. Guys, yeah. we had to choose a lot of things that go in fanny packs and EpiPen was a good one. And to bring our granny back, we thought it was funny. It was yeah. a good rhyme too. Yeah. There's another one, a fuel filter for your Pontiac in your boom. fanny. It just rhymes. Play it from the beginning, please. I woke up this morning with a lot to do, but my pants didn't have enough pocket room. I got my keys, my phone, my chapstick too. Good thing I got a pouch like a kangaroo. Fanny pack, fanny pack. If you need a rubber band or a real light snack, if you need an EpiPen to bring your granny back. Fanny pack. Okay. I'm walking down the street, all eyes on me. What's that around my waist in neon green? I'm zipped in the front and snapped in the back. Y'all already know that's my fanny pack. Fanny pack, fanny pack. If you need a ukulele or an almanac, if you need a fuel filter for your Pontiac, it's in my fanny pack. Now, the question is, should we eliminate that from our set and take it down from streaming services because of the EpiPen to bring your granny back line? I don't think so. I'm against cancel culture. Yeah. Yes, I've said it before. I'll say it again. And Amy said she didn't think so, so. Well, I'm against cancel culture, especially if I'm getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear it one more time. Just a line, Ray. Just a fan. If you need an EpiPen to bring your granny back. Fanny pack. Okay. You may need an EpiPen to bring your granny back. Right. I think if anything, it's a good reminder to make sure you have your EpiPen. Ooh. I yeah. Like that. that's See? A, now that's a it's a good PSA. Twist, Amy. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. If you need an EpiPen to bring your granny back. It's, it's in, in my fanny pack. PSA. Maybe we just say that after. <laughs> That's a PSA. At the end. Uh, people want to cancel everybody for everything nowadays. And I thought this was the, the, the most benign, just a little funny line. Okay, we're going to leave it up. You know, we need to hire like Walker Hayes to do a dance to it. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, he's and then it go viral on TikTok. Walker and his daughter can choreograph just about anything. Uh, okay, so we're leaving fanny pack up. If you guys want, when we play this, this this song on the fourth and the fifth at in uh, New Braunfels in Wichita, Kansas, we need people to get their hands up and, and support us. You know, this is one of those things. They, they'll make a documentary about this. I feel. Oh yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Stockton, California. A man rolled up to a Mexican restaurant, ordered some food, and then said, oh, can I get a cup of water? Pulls up to the window, and then he says, actually, can you give me soda for free in that? And they said, nope. 
So he said, okay, took his food, went around the other side of the building, lit the building on fire. Oh. Mm-hmm. At least he didn't pull out a gun. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because <laughs> my expectations are very low now. Mm, okay. Usually when someone pulls up to a drive through window and they're upset, they pull out guns in these stories. What happened with the building? Did uh, they the, catch him? Did the, hopefully the building didn't catch all the way on fire. It didn't burn all the way down, but it did cause a bunch of damage. Wow. it's awful. And there's also water damage from the fire department putting out the fire. Right. Do we feel better that it wasn't a gun? No. You do, obviously. No, because sometimes you can point a gun and not shoot. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and no one's out of work for a while. There's no damage. And then, what yeah. happened with this guy? Did he get a soda? Is well, he in jail? The, he's in jail. He got arrested Golly, for arson. Holy man. <laughs> All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. A new study at the University of Michigan found every hot dog you eat shortens your life by 36 minutes. Oh, wow. You'd always heard hot dogs probably aren't the best for you, but I just kind of go, whatever. But they say the hot dogs really are really bad. And by average, cut your life down 36 minutes. Isn't that crazy? That's like they used to say smoking a cigarette would, would take 10 minutes off your life. Yeah. Oh, God. You're telling me a hot dog's worse than a cigarette? Wow. I still like hot dogs, though. Like, I I'm know, not convinced. Too. Like, I still feel, even after reading the story, the exact same way about hot dogs. I mean, I guess I could spare 36 minutes. Uh, unless you start eating a lot of them. True. Unless you're Joey Chestnut. He's got, like, a day to live. <laughs> Joey oh, Chestnut's no. about to die. Oh, uh, no. So I read that this morning. Thought I needed to share that with you before the show is over. Because if we have people eating hot dogs recklessly today, I want it to be... You know, on me that I share this information so they can have a healthier life. That's it. You guys have a good day today. Amy, what's going on? I've got, well, probably, I think, a COVID test for my whole family. And then volleyball, hopefully, if we're negative. (laughs) What about you? I have Stanley's yearly check for the vet today. I have a workout this afternoon. We're having a little game night at the house tonight. Otherwise, we will see you guys here tomorrow. The Bobby Bones Show.